0: You're listening to the Word Alive International Outreach Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, visit wordalive.org. We hope you enjoy this message from Kent Maddox. I just set you up though because I know there's some that may be here for the very first time or not be tracking with us as we look into these, these uh, Hebraic months. First of all, Let's understand this is not an old covenant deal. This is a, this is a God deal. Let me show you this scripture. Luke 12:54 54 50, and 50 through 56. Then Jesus also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be hot weather, and there it is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and the earth, but how is it you can't understand the times? In other words, you know how to tell when it's going to be, weather's going to be changing by looking to the heavens, but how how do you not realize the times and the seasons where you're currently living in? So we see Jesus giving us a really strong exhortation to understand that. Of course, we understand that Genesis 1 is one of our go-to scriptures that says something very powerfully. It says, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years, one translation says, for signals and for appointed times or divine appointments. And so we realize that God has set the whole heavens in place so that when we see the new moon coming around, that thumbnail moon that began to appear on Friday night, we realize it's a brand new month, it's a brand new season, and God is saying something brand new now for us to hear it and move in it. It's called Rosh Kadesh. Now let me show you just a a, some of you already know this, but I just want to make sure we get you caught up. Let me just explain what Rosh Kadesh, kind of how that works. Isaiah 66 and Numbers 10 talks about it's a day of worship. Somebody say worship. Worship. First Samuel 20 verse five says it's a day of celebration and feasting. No fasting permitted. Yeah, I I like woohoo. And by the way, This God we serve, I've come to the conclusion, when you add up all the feast holidays, 25 times a year, he says, throw a party. That's 50% of the time. Who don't want to serve that God? Huh? Now see, you didn't believe that just like not being chosen, did you? Touch three people, say, God loves a party. Tell them God loves a party. And you better get used to it. Oh, there's going to be some wing dingers when this thing winds up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Second Kings 4.23, it's a time to seek the prophet and gain revelation. This is all in the scriptures. In number 28, 11 through 15, it's a day to give special offerings. Now, I love this. God's intention and his only intention is for you to be blessed. God's only intention is for you to be blessed. Amen. Look at this. God wants to bless us as a testimony to the world. Psalm 67, 6-7 six says, God, our God, blesses us. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. Amen. Now see, here's the good news. You can go to heaven without keeping feasts. This has nothing to do with salvation. This has nothing to do with eternal life. This has nothing to do with Jesus as far as his saving and atoning work for us on the cross. That's done. That's finished. But how many of you know the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge? And so unfortunately, we put so much focus on hereafter that we've not enjoyed the here and now. And God actually doesn't want to just bless you there. Actually, you're not going to need his blessings there. I'm not gonna need my blessings during the millennial when Christ is here. I need his blessings now. And, under, and some of us don't realize how powerful a blessing is. And that's why we don't seek it more and desire it more. But there's, we're not talking about just you, know, you got blessed. When you get under the blessing of the Lord, it says something like this in Proverbs. It says the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow with it. It says Abraham, God blessed him one man alone and he became a whole nation all by himself. All you need, you and God. Touch your neighbor say, all you, all you need you and God tell them, that's all you need. God will bless you no matter what your boss is like. Come on, somebody. God will bless you no matter what the economy's doing. You get up under a blessing of the Lord. This, this, this is why we don't understand the, the context of blessing, but, but, we, but when you understand the, the, where this Bible was written in the culture, the blessing was so important because you wanted, above everything, you wanted the blessing of the Lord on your life. And so we know from scripture how that God wants to bless us. He wants us to align with his ordinances, his timings, and his seasons. And so we'll jump into this month really quick. This month is Rosh Kadesh, and it's the month of Elul. This is a very significant month in the Hebrew calendar because it's the last month before we enter the brand new Jewish year. And if you don't understand this, you'll catch on more and more. The meaning of the word Elul is very interesting. It follows the months of two great sins of Israel. It was the sin of the golden calf, which was the month of Tammuz, and it was the sin of the spies this past month of Y'all remember those? That's when Moses was on the mountain and they made the golden calf. That's when the spies refused to go into the promised land. And so this is the month of preparation for the high and holy days. It's actually a month of return and mercy. And it's called repentance or the Hebrew word teshuva or teshuva, which means to return to the source or repent. And so in the interest this month follows the two months where they were sin in each of those months. And the Lord comes to this month of Elul and says, this is the time to repent. Now, unfortunately, most of us have a Greek mindset of repentance and we link it to sorrow. But actually, if you read the scriptures, repentance is linked to joy. Repentance is always linked to joy because it says there's joy over one that repents. It, it, it's there's joy in repentance because you're moving away and moving to something else. And so it's a really exciting month when you begin to understand repentance. Now, the name, the, the name of the month, of course, Elul means the king is in the field. The king is in the field. All can approach him. He shines his countenance All. This is a cultural concept that once a year the king would leave the palace because you had to go through all sorts of protocol to get to see the king in that day. But once a year the king would leave his palace and would come set up a tent in the field that anybody could see him. Farmer, peasant, mom, dad, children. The king just set up right in the field outside the palace. And so this is the Hebraic concept. This month, that's why it says something like this in Isaiah. Call upon him while he's near. See, this is why, we, yeah, well, you can call on God anytime but call upon him while he's near. There are certain seasons and portals and opportunities where God is much closer to us than at other times, whether you want to believe that or not, even though yes, he's always with us, but I'm talking about manifested. Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm talking about manifested in it, so that you can gain access to him, so touch the person on each side, and say this is the month you got divine access. Tell them, this is the month you got divine access. I'll move quickly. The Hebrew letter is Yud, which means it's the basic building block of all letters. The smallest letter, but it actually represents the spark of creation. This is the first letter that God used when he spoke the world into existence. It's the spark of God, if you will. It's the first letter of the name of God, Yahweh or Yahweh, Yahweh, Y-H-V-H, means hand or thrust, the letter of potentiality. It means appointed mercy from the hand of God appointed mercy. This is a month of mercy. You don't even have to understand it to have it. God gives it to you even though you don't deserve it. The spark is he seeks you before you can seek him. He sparks this whole deal this month, which is really interesting. The tribe is Gad. Gad means good fortune. Rewards will begin to manifest this month. Think like this this month, reward. There is a time of reward, I need a reward. A lot of people never move in spiritual seasons of transition because they never expect a reward on the other side of a burden. But just like there's wages for sin, there's wages for righteousness. And when you endure a season of difficulties, there's a blessing waiting on the other side. So touch two more people again, say get ready for your reward. Hebrews 11:6 six says, if you come to God, you must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder. Yeah. Come on, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is the month of reward. The constellation that's shining is Virgo or the Virgin. Elul is an acronym. If you take the Hebrew letters, Elul, it's an acronym for the Song of Solomon, which simply says, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. Or I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. This is a month to process and experience a new level of intimacy with the Lord. This is where the month you'll fear the Lord near you, close to you, intimate with you speaking to you, nurturing you. They actually call it the mother month where you feel the nurturing aspect of God. It's a month of action. The sense of action is the inclination to fix a broken object, to save a situation rather than to throw it away. God's gonna fix some things this month. Here in Alabama, we say God's fixing to do something, right? God will fix some things this month that need to be fixed in our lives. Faith requires action. This is a month of spiritual service, organization and management. This is the month to move out. Go ahead and take a step. It's a great time to start a business. Great time to jump in a ministry. Great time to start a Rosh Kodesh group. Great time to go to a leadership class. Great time to attend a healing seminar next Saturday to learn how to heal. The, it's a great time of action. Any action is multiplied for you this month. So touch three or four people, say, time to move. Tell them, time to move. <laughs> Elul is the month to return. Somebody say return. return. This, is, this, is, this This sums all this up. This is the month that we return to the Lord. Wow. We go back. Repentance actually means go back to the source, return back to the source. Now I've heard pre- messages preached, you know, growing up in the, especially in the hardcore Pentecostal tribe I grew up in, you know, and when, you know, they preach repentance. And, you know, most of my, re- I, my recollection of repentance was not going back to God, but getting away from hell. I mean, them guys could preach hell so hot you'd feel it burning on the you See, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> get you moving and i and i understand some of that but in actuality the true word repentance is not trying to escape from something it's going back to something going back to the source going back to god if you will and so this is the month that you and i can choose deuteronomy says i set before you blessing and curses Life and death, therefore choose life that you and your descendants live. This is the month that we can choose to return back to a place with the Lord. And so I started asking the Lord about this. I said, Lord, what does that mean? What does it mean to return? Yeah, I understand. Read the Bible more, pray more, be better. I'm all for that. But when he's calling us back, What's he calling us back to? And man, the Holy Spirit just started just speaking in really unbelievable ways to me. And the first scripture he gave me is interesting. And he said, return to the Sabbath. Watch this. For thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence will be your strength, but you would not. Isn't it interesting that he puts breaking the Sabbath with killing, stealing, all the Ten Commandments, using the Lord's name in vain? In returning and rest, you shall be saved. I'm more convinced than ever about the Sabbath. And I'm more convinced than ever that our culture has so ignored this ordinance and we've ignored it through false teaching that has come to tell us that Jesus took the Sabbath away in the new Testament, but that's not true. He actually came to give it the correct purpose. He came to say the Sabbath's not a law, it's a gift. It's a gift from God that God gave you at creation, where God Himself rested on the seventh day. And he comes in the, in the New Testament, and he says, "Sabbath was, was man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for the man." And it's so important that we return to God in this act because it's an act of trust. Reading this book that I really love, *The Time to Advance by Chuck Pierce, that has all the details of this stuff in it, simply says about this, the more our life speeds up, the more we feel weary, overwhelmed and lost. Despite our good hearts and equally good intentions, our life and work rarely feel light, pleasant, or healing. Instead, it all piles endlessly upon itself. The whole experience of being alive begins to melt into enormous obligation. It becomes the standard greeting everywhere. I'm so busy. Busy an acronym, being under Satan's yoke. We say this to one another with no small degree of pride as if our exhaustion were a trophy. To be unavailable to our friends and family, to be unable to find time for a sunset, or even to know that the sun has set it all, to whiz through obligations without time for a single mindful breath, this has become the model of successful life. And God says, if you wanna be saved, Return to the Sabbath. I believe marriages can be saved by returning to the Sabbath. I believe children can be saved by returning to the Sabbath. I believe your health can be restored by returning to the Sabbath. And I know this isn't happy preaching because, you know, happy preaching is we just want to get God to zap us with it. But God's got these ordinances that he said, if we'll return to him and return to the Sabbath, and I don't want to give testimony or ask anybody to raise a hand because I'm afraid we'd be so surprised and have many Sabbath breakers are in the house today. You say, what is a Sabbath? It's any 24 hour period where you lay everything else down of normal work and just do something you enjoy. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a God who says, i tell you what I want you to do for me. I want you to take one 24 hour period a week and I just want you to do something that brings you life and something that, that you enjoy so that you can just pause and appreciate that you're no longer a slave in this world trying to get things done, but you have a God in heaven who can make sure things get done for you. Turn off Facebook. Come on now. I got a big amen from my brother back there on Facebook. Hey, Daddy. Seriously, Facebook will still be there. Turn off technology, turn off the phone. Get outside, smell the roses, 24 hour period. And people say, oh my, but if I do what, you know, how will they, it's called trust. It doesn't have to be exactly Friday, sundown to Saturday, sundown, which is the traditional time. Any 24-hour period, sundown to sundown. You say, oh, I just don't have time for that. That's why you don't have time. That's right. If you don't have time for that, that's why you don't have time. It's because God's not blessed your time. But if you get up under a blessing, and you get under the blessing of the Lord... Yeah you'll have a whole 24 hour period every week just to do what you want to do. Whatever brings you joy, lock yourself up in a room with pizzas and movie, <laughs> go for a walk, go fishing, Amen. hang out, just, just do something. And and the Jewish tradition is so powerful. They start every Sabbath sundown with all their family gathered around them. And they light a candle representing the light that's coming to our life and they share a meal. Do you know how radically families could just be changed if just once a week the family got back around the table and they celebrated the goodness of God and ate together? Not... Not, not driving a Happy Meal, cause you ain't happy, you know, not, not, <laughs> not, not swinging through for a Happy Meal on the way to another event, but pausing long enough to sit down Amen. and eat with your family. Amen. Take a walk, get outside, smell the, smell the roses. Did you know Israel went into captivity because they didn't keep the Sabbath? That's what the Bible says. It's a consecrated time to enjoy and celebrate what is beautiful and good. Time to light candles, sing songs, worship, tell stories. Bless our children and loved ones. Give thanks, share a meal. Take a nap. Come on, daddy. Make love. <laughs> <laughs> That's my same Facebook man. Hey, eh? I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Make love if you're married. I should say. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I felt people running with that quick. You know, like, my pastor told me it was okay old Sabbath time for married people. Thank you. If you need to get married, me and Dan's available after service. We can can get you hooked up. Secular world calls it a date night. It's a Sabbath you're looking for because God gets involved. It's a time that we just Get nourished, refreshed and let our work, our chores and our important projects lie fallow, trusting that there are larger forces at work taking care of the world when we're resting. I believe this is is a true repentance, a true returning to the Lord because our culture and our society is so materialistic that we don't take that pause, I challenge you Begin to return to the Lord by embracing the Sabbath. And I promise you, this time next year, your life will be radically changed. I'm telling you, the Lord's really on us about that right now. It's something important. Still with me? Look at this. Y'all know this scripture. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and you've not kept them. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how do we return? In what way do we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me or try me now in this, says the Lord, of hosts. If I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there's not even room enough to receive it. Return, how do we return? In tithes and offerings. You know what's staggering? This is just the true statistic only 20 people who profess to be Christians in churches actually tithe. And we wonder why we're not living in more abundant blessings, corporately and personally. What is a tithe? That's 10% of our income. That goes right off the top. People say, do I do that off the gross or the net? Do you want a net blessing or a gross blessing? Right? (laughs) Tithe off the top. And then it speaks of offerings. We understand in Nehemiah, uh, I don't know if I have that scripture for you, but in Nehemiah, it says something very powerfully. I think it's Nehemiah. This is where I found it uh, actually this morning. In Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 35 and 39, it tells us the three offerings. It's tithes, first fruits, and offerings for the poor. And so if you want to return to the Lord, and so this isn't Kent trying to get you tithe. I'll just have to go back to Uncle Rod. Uncle Rod told me, don't care what y'all say, what you look like, what you look at me when I say it, I better tell you that you need to tithe and give offerings to the Lord. And he actually told me to tell you, don't pray if you don't tithe. Not that God don't hear you and God don't care, but you ain't got enough faith to get an answer. Touch three people and say, ouch. Yeah. And I just have to tell you the truth. I just can't believe that anybody can say you're actually a follower of Jesus if you're not generous. Because it says where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. And hopefully most of those 80% that don't tithe are doing it out of ignorance, not greed, but I say probably most out of fear. Because we don't really believe that a God we serve is able to put such a blessing on the other 90% that we would always have plenty of everything in our lives. Now you say, and what's even better than that is, it's not even the money that's important. It's what what God will trust us with. Because Luke 16 says, if he can trust us with money, then he can actually trust us with true riches, which is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that he wants to put on our lives. And so if we really want to return to the Lord, this is that season where the Lord says, if you'll return to me in giving tithes, offerings, and if you don't know how, there's cards in the seat back in front of you. There's a pink envelope for our tithes and offerings. Some of us will be giving first fruits and offerings today. There's another card for Project 58. We fast once a week and give Five bucks that would cost a meal to serve the poor. We believe this is our way of giving. And as we do this, we are breaking out of cycles of poverty and moving into cycles of blessings because we know God's original intention is to get us blessed. And here's what really encourages me. Two things I believe more, I do counseling. Two things people struggle with more than anything else. Time and money. Don't have enough time and don't have enough money. Some I counsel are working two and three jobs just to make ends meet. Not enough time, not enough money. I believe the reason why people suffer without enough time and not enough money is because we've, we've gone away from the Lord and his ordinances for our life. The tithe and the Sabbath should take care of all the, tithe, all the time and money, why? It says when the first is blessed, then he blesses the rest. When the first is blessed, he blesses the rest. So when I give God the first of my time each week, my whole week and time is blessed. I should actually wind up with more time than I actually need. How many of you ever see somebody just wandering around? Like, what are you doing? Oh, just wandering around. Just got plenty of time. How many ever, how how many ever get around somebody and say, you know, could you help me with this? Oh, of course, I have plenty of money. Got plenty. My Bible says God's able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have an all sufficiency in everything may abound to every good work. But we know there's few people who live that way. Why the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But when you understand what God says to us in his word, if we'll return with our time and our money, God will release his blessing on us as we trust him and move us forward in a supernatural way. Won't you touch about three or four people and say, I am moving in that right now in Jesus' name. Tell them I'm moving. Last point, return to our first love. Look at this. I know your works, your labor, your patience. You cannot bear those who are evil. You've tested those who say they're apostles and are not and have found them liars and you've persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you've left your first love Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. I don't know about you, but I find myself sometime throughout the year being pulled away, if you will, from that first love. You say, what does that mean? It's that that when you first met Jesus, and you had that born again grin. Y'all remember that? Remember that, when you first met, remember when you first got saved, you first met Jesus, you remember that? It was, what happens to Christians? What, what, What takes you from, to, first love. When I first got saved, nothing mattered. I was just so happy to be saved. When I first got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues, man, I was on fire. I don't know if I had a job and I was at the time i was uh, uh, a salesman and I was sitting at a table with people and I was so happy to be filled with the, the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, I couldn't even work. I talk to him at 15 minutes, I'd say, excuse me, I'd run to the toilet, I wanna to make sure I hadn't lost it. up here. thank you Lord, I still got it. You know, and I'd be back, I was so happy to have the Holy Spirit in my life. When's the last time you just got so fired up that God had filled you with the Holy Ghost and you had a lame prayer language? Get back to our first love. I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching with you. You can get caught up in ministry and lose your first love. You can get so busy working for God that you kill the work of God in you. Get back to that first crazy love for Jesus. Didn't nobody have to tell me to lift my hands. They'd tell me to calm down. They had to reel me in. Fired up about Jesus. And I believe the Lord's calling us back to that. Ask yourself have I got cold? When I open the Bible, does my heart burn like it used to? When he speaks to me, does it excite me just like it did the first time he spoke to me? I was preaching recently in a place and I told three or four testimonies and it struck me. I said, they were powerful testimonies of what the Lord had done through me and spoke to me. And as I was preaching, just like this, It just came out of me. I said, you know what's wrong with these powerful stories? They're old. In my own life. They're old. What's God saying right now? What God used you to do this week? Whose life did you touch this week for the kingdom? Who, who did you have a chance to share the love of God with this week? Whose fire did you light this week? Who'd you pick up this week? Get back to the first works. Back to that place of intimacy and relationship with the Lord and it happens to all of us. It happens in marriage. You can be married and in covenant but not on fire. Right. But just like marriage has to be it take time to re re, re the, rekindle the flame, if you will, and, and it has to be nurtured and cared for. That's the same in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah, come on. Come on. And He's calling us, I believe, in this month, back to that place of intimacy and love. Passion. I remember when Cy, si, Man when Si first got to preaching He was so crazy about Jesus Of course he still is But he was really crazy then He stood up on a ladder in downtown Germany In Cologne, Germany And screamed to the top of his lungs I'm in love with another man <laughs> Talking about getting people's attention Everybody's like On top of a ladder, I'm in love with another man. I just want to tell everybody I'm in love with another man. Everybody's like. (laughs) Then he said, his name is Jesus. (laughs) And started preaching Jesus to him. Come back to your first love. Return. Look at this scripture. Change your life, not just your clothes. Come back to God, your God. And here's why. God, look this. God is kind and merciful. He takes a deep breath, puts up with a lot. This most patient God, extravagant at love, always ready to cancel catastrophe could not. (laughs) Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when all said and done, there'll be blessings full and robust from your God. Don't wait till catastrophe comes return now and let catastrophe be canceled before it ever does come. This is the God we serve. So what we do, understanding this month, here's what happens, we offer God the first. So as a congregation, sometime this week, everybody here is invited to grab an outline that's available out on the table of the month of Elul and gather around with a group of people, especially family and friends and have a party. Fix something good to eat, light a candle and pause just to say, I tell you what, God, I heard the message Sunday and now I'm stepping into it. And I'm saying, I'm returning to you and I'm gonna keep the Sabbath. I'm gonna tithe, I'm gonna give, I'm 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 gonna move forward in that. I'm coming back to my first love and I'm believing that this month, you're gonna release a huge blessing because it's the month of mercy and forgiveness. And Teshuvah in Hebrew actually means to start brand new with no merit or demerit. This is the month that we get to start brand new. Nothing against you, nothing for you. Clean slate. As if it never happened. And just to get to start with God, brand new and fresh. What a great opportunity God's given us this month. And so now what happens? This is the month where Moses, this is the 40-day period we're entering into. We just started Friday. This is the 40-day period where Moses had to go back up on the mountain after he broke the Ten Commandments, after the, after the first mess up there, 40 days he was up there and he came back realizing God had forgiven them and brought the, brought the second tables, tab, set of tablets back. This is that 40-day window we're in of forgiveness. Actually, that's where Moses met God on the mountain. You remember that passage where he said, "You know, show me your glory? That's this 40-day period. And it says, God said, I will pass by. I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand. And I will pass by and I will show you my glory. And 13 attributes of God's mercy was manifested on that mountain. Psalm 103 says, as high as heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. And he loves us and remembers that we are but dust. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities us and has mercy on us. This is the month of mercy. You say, how do I receive it? Be merciful. Let it go. Let it go. Whatever it was, let it go. Admit it, quit it, and forget it. Let it go. Be done with it. Let the grudge go. Let the unforgiveness go. Let it go. And get you a brand new start with God this month moving forward in his mercy and his love and his grace. And here's what they say to do. They, they call it 40 days of favor. That's what the Hebrews call it, 40 days of favor. And so every day they blow the shofar as spiritual warfare to let the enemy know we are in 40 days of favor with God. And, and we're gonna have live show for our players here in just a minute, but you can actually, blow. do I have that one I just want to show that you can't do this? Do I have that one that I can show from YouTube or no? Do I? Yes. Do I do love a thumbs up back there. <laughs> Watch this, maybe I can do it. I was blowing this at four o'clock this morning in my house. Come on. That's just you two, blitzing it. That's it, that that, that I wear am out. It's a minute and a half. I, four, four o'clock this morning, I was up blowing all through my house shouting, favor! You say, well, I just don't know about that. Well, just stay unblessed. Come on, favor's right, favor from the Lord. This is that month, very important month. Why? We're closing out the year and we're about to move into a brand new year, head of the year coming up here at Rosh Hashanah in just 40 days from now. And so today we honor the Lord by giving first fruits offering. We want to do that. We've got some live shofar team that's going to come. We're going to bring our first fruits offering to the Lord. We're going to take this word and I'm going to declare. So don't leave because it's not time to leave. You got to actively engage in this. And I want Psalm 27 is the Psalm to read this month, every day. Psalm 27, very last scripture is my favorite. It says, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I want to release that blessing over you before we leave today. And we're believing that we're going to move into a brand new month of 40 days of God's favor. This is the month of reward and returning to the Lord. Amen. We'll give you just a couple of minutes to get our offerings ready. We, this is the one time a month where we actually bring an offering to the Lord. We don't uh, use the boxes. And if you already used the box, that's fine. We just count that as as... as as, as you're giving but we, we have uh, leaders that will come to each session and, ma- section and make baskets available and we've come prepared to give first fruits offering today if you didn't there's a pink envelope in front of you there you can use a credit card or check or however you want to participate in giving first fruits today but we're really believing God to do some really supernatural things you know what I got to think about too isn't it interesting that God will be talking about rest just before Labor Day so everybody gets a test run tomorrow Probably almost everybody here has a day off. Almost everybody here probably has a day off tomorrow. You can do a test run on Sabbath. Just sit down. Just go somewhere and sit down tomorrow. Just let the Lord. Y'all aren't excited about resting yeah, as I am. All right. Labor Day. Day of rest. Resting from our labors. Blessing of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Woo! Man. All right. We ready to bring it? Come on, show team. Can you make your way up here on the platform? Where's our leaders at with the baskets? Are they poised and ready, positioned? All right. Father, we bring our first fruits offering to you at the beginning of the month of Elul. We believe in that you are going to do some supernatural things in our lives. We make the decision to return unto you with all our hearts, oh God. We return to you. We return to your ordinances and your your cycles of blessings, God, to move us out of cycles of destruction into cycles of blessings. And so, Father, we make the cognizant decision today in this month of Elul to turn our hearts toward you, turn our hearts toward the plans and purposes of God, turn our hearts toward the Sabbath, toward our giving, turn our hearts back toward our first love, and see, God, you turn catastrophes away from our life and release blessings in many, many many areas of our lives and so father we bring it today joyfully and gladly free willed offering to just say lord we want you to you to have the first of this month just the first portion of this month i want to give it to you god believing that you're going to bless the rest of this month and i'm going to have plenty of time and i'm going to have plenty of money to do everything that you're calling me to do this month going to have plenty of money to pay every bill not one bill not paid every bill paid on time Oh, come on, Daddy, won't God pay a bill? Come on now. Every bill paid on time. Lord, bless him. And all And, and over or above that, more than enough so I can be a blessing to somebody else Amen. and that I can live the life of the cross and I can shine as a bright light in a dark place, living in the light and generosity of God. And so, Father, we thank you for that word today. We receive it with joy and we move in action now in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if you're ready to give. Praise God. We'll get, get this ready, then we'll, then we'll blow our shofars. Come on, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Once you've given, then you just remain standing and we're just gonna release a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Interesting, during this time of giving, somebody's been healed of ulcers. Peptic ulcers. Being healed right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I give you praise. Jesus, I give you praise. Jesus, I give you praise. There's a young lady standing right there with a white watch on. Yeah, lift your hand. Somebody right around there, your back's being healed. Is that you right beside her? Lord's healing you right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. So, sir, would you just reach over there and touch her for me? We just say, in the name of Jesus, today you receive... Oh, wow, that's the anointing on her. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for healing her right there. In the name of Jesus Christ, for your glory. Thank you for that word of knowledge, Lord. And thank you for healing her right there. It's happening in Jesus' glorious name. Thank you for that, Lord. 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 There's a guy over here in a white shirt. You just turned around like that. See me? Wave at me. Yeah, you, wave at me. So let your hand up high so people know of a point of reference. Somebody there with a rotator cuff issue and your shoulder's being healed. Somebody right around, wave at me so you, can, so you can see that man. Somebody right in that section with a, ro- with a problem in your shoulder. Is that you? Yep, that's set right there. All right. Somebody, somebody slide over there and just touch her. It says, well, lay hands on the sick. There you go. Lord, we thank you for healing her right there by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing her right there in the name of Jesus. This young couple right here, you two, are y'all are y'all a couple? You married? No, getting married? Headed that way? <laughs> Am I putting you on the spot? It's all good. <laughs> What's your intentions? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Telling you, whew, things are about to turn around for you. Things are about to turn around for you. The enemy thought he had you. He thought he had you, didn't he? He thought he had you down for the count, but he didn't. And all of a sudden, God moved supernaturally. And just like that, suddenly God's about to propel you and towards your purpose and your destiny in the kingdom of God. I see you somewhere in the future and things look a whole lot better than they do right now. God's about to open the windows of heaven on your life. I'm telling you in Jesus' name. Wow. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love it when the Holy Ghost shows up. There's a guy on the balcony with a black shirt and white shorts or pants, almost center stage of me. You just look down, there you go. Somebody right there two people are being healed. Somebody with a knee problem being healed, radically healed like a pretty se- severe issue with your knee. Wait, just keep your hand up a minute there. That guy, no, the guy in the black shirt and the white. Yeah, there you go, both hands, I like that. Uh, somebody's knee is being healed and somebody with a vertebrae in your neck, uh, neck and, and, and top of your spine being healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for that right now. Where are you at? You're right there by him somewhere. Somebody with a knee, yep, in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. We're, which which what sets your issue? The knee? Yeah. Receive that healing there in the name of Jesus. Woo! Somebody touch him there in the name of Jesus. Who's got the problem with the vertebrae in your neck area? Wait. Just lift your hand. Swing. There you are. Somebody lay your hand on him. Lord, we thank you for healing right there in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for it now in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, next Saturday at uh, 9 o'clock, we're, we're having a healing seminar here that not only can you be healed, but you actually can be trained to heal others. Oh and so you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a very powerful time be an all-day seminar. You're welcome to be a part of it. We re- can you please welcome, some of these guys are from our church and then some of them are from Bethel. Beth- Beth Halal at Birmingham here to blow the shofars for us today. And so if we've got our offerings the, with our leaders with offering baskets, can you just come and we just want to lift those up to the Lord and we just want to release this sound. And I challenge you download this shofar out and blow it every day in your house for the next 40 days. And we're going to read this Psalm, which is the Psalm for this month. And then we're going to blow the shofar over these, over this faith action of giving today. I love this Psalm. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of our lives. Whom shall we be afraid? When the wicked came up to eat eat our flesh, our enemies and foes, they stumbled and they fell. Though an army should encamp against us, our heart will not fear. Though war may arise, in this we will be confident. One thing we've desired of the Lord and that will we seek to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our life and to behold the beauty of the Lord in his temple. For in the time of trouble he will hide you in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he'll hide you and set you high on a rock. Now your head shall be lifted up above all your enemies all around you and you will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle you will sing yes you will sing praises to the lord hear O lord when we cry have mercy on us when you said seek your face your face O lord did we seek don't hide from us don't turn away in anger You've been our help. Don't forsake us, O God of our salvation. When my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach us your ways, O Lord. Lead us in a smooth path because of our enemies. Don't deliver us to the will of our adversaries or false witnesses, or such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We lift these offerings up. We make that declaration over our congregation. Who's leading us? Let her rip. Somebody, we say, God bless this month of Elul. Show your favor to us, your people, and prepare us for the days of great favor that lie ahead. We receive it, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Visit wordalive.org for more content from Word Alive International Outreach.